Welcome to the See Her, Be Her podcast with me, Charlene Flanagan. And me, Neil Ryan. So you may know us as the co-founders of Irish skincare brand Ella and Joe Cosmetics. But aside from that, we are two friends that share a combined passion for beauty and empowering women. Throughout this podcast, we will share our life and learnings about being mums, entrepreneurs and well, just us. (laughs) We hope to inspire and empower you to be the best version of yourself. We will also have some special guests on with us throughout the series. And should you wish to reach out to discuss or participate in any of the topics, you can reach us on chat at shbh.ie. On today's episode, we discuss becoming a mother. We share our individual stories from magpies to murdering our husbands and everything in between. And a little warning, cover the little ears as we have some explicit content. And should you wish to reach out to discuss or participate in any of the topics, you can reach us on chat at shbh.ie. Hi everyone, we're back again. Hello. So last week, oh my God, thank you so much. The response has been incredible. Like literally my WhatsApp was hopping. Ding, 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 ding. My own husband even turned around and he was like, um, I have a little bone to pick with you. I was like, what? And he was like, you never told me you were launching a podcast. I was like, surprise. <laughs> he was like, um, do you not think that that was kind of important? I was like, I know, but myself and Neve were just like in the zone. I was like, and to be honest, it all just got uploaded and it was great and it was so exciting. And he was just like, okay. I was like, did you listen to it yet? He was like, no. I was like, come back to me when you listen to it. (laughs) So yeah. So it was very exciting. We were delighted with the response to it. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good. So, so good. So thank you so much. Um, And always, if you've got any questions about anything, I know there's been plenty of feedback coming in. So it's great. Yeah. And got some lovely messages from people. Um, We have one message in from a woman that said this is exactly the kind of podcast that she was looking for, which is really nice. Um, And just lots of lovely messages from people saying, well done, listen to it. You were great. And I think the overall thing is that they just felt like they were in a conversation along with friends. They felt involved with it, that it was very natural between both of us. So, um, but I did say we are well able to talk, so we are, and we have a lack of a plan. Also means that the, the I know, conversation this is quite very natural. random, very <laughs> random. We have no plan at all. We just have the topics, and I think that's really nice, though. It's just it lets it flow just mm-hmm. off the tongue. So this week's topic is we... becoming a mother, mm. um, and I think that that's something that we tend to get asked about all the time. Mm. Um, you know, being a mom and running a business, and a lot of people will turn around and be like, "Oh my God, you're super moms and you're super women," and I look at you and I'm nearly exhausted and I think that it was really thing for me you know that we can have this perception of Instagram life and you know life of people that we're looking at and what they're doing and um, kind of go oh god like I could never do that or I could never yeah. do this and I think that it really a big part about being a mum really it does it breaks down those I think the perceptions that you have about yourself as well and it really brings down your confidence I think sometimes yeah as well so I thought it was a really important thing for us to talk oh, about 100% yeah. I think definitely my journey through social media like there's been some people that have been there with me from the beginning until now and they've been with me on that journey and watched me kind of develop you know and change kind of through having one and then having having none having one having two mm-hmm. um And yeah, I totally agree with you. I think social media can sometimes make things seem very fluffy, rainbows, kind of whatever. And it is, thank God, you know, like most of the time. But um, we're we're really lucky in that sense. But yeah, we're here to talk about kind of everything. You don't know what, we don't know what is going to come out. No. And I was really emotional even thinking about today, um, 
you know, and I was thinking, oh God, I never actually, don't think I ever had the conversation with you. Like when we, I was 19, I was told I could never have kids. Wow. Mm. What? Yeah. That's mad. I have PCOS and I was sitting at a bus stop in Dublin and the person rang me with my blood results and they were like, oh yeah, we've got PCOS and basically you're never going to be able to have kids. Oh my God. My mother still talks about it to this day, how livid she was. Like I rang her ball and crying. So when we become a mother, and I know for some people that are listening to this, it might be a really sensitive topic for them because they're trying to become a mum, for others to become a mum and, you know, things haven't been that great for them. And then there's other people who are mums and they've got kids and they're so overwhelmed in their day-to-day life but their kids are healthy they're healthy they're happy and they feel guilty then that they're they feel overwhelmed they feel like they're not enough or they're not doing enough mm. do you know and I just think that just wanted to highlight look we understand that people are in so many different boats yeah um but yeah that I had a savings account when we got married and um, to have IVF wow yeah that was my IVF credit union account Wow, and you have mm. four beautiful, healthy children I now. I do, thank God, yeah. yeah but I went through incredible. a big, um, like I did a lot of stuff, you know, and that's kind of, I suppose, why I went down the holistic route a lot as well um, in terms of fertility. Um, so actually explain to people, because I'm sure people probably won't sorry. even know that side about you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so like, well, I hope my friend doesn't mind, I've said it before, um, but I was doing a treatment before I got pregnant myself. Um, I got really into understanding um, the cycles and... The hormones, the way hormones work in the body. Um, if you've PCOS, an endocrine disruptor. So I'd be quite glycemic, GI glycemic indexy. Okay. So like I get really high peaks and troughs in my blood sugar. Uh-huh. So in order to stabilize, I, yeah, I, I can see that. I can see how you can be very. I'm gonna be like, hey, you GI Joe, over here now. Here's a snack for you. Here's some wine gums. Where she goes. Yeah, um, but in order to stabilize your cycle, to get it to a normal cycle, you have to be, you can monitor your, okay. the GI in your food um, and do strength and condition and things like that to get your cycle to a yeah, stable okay. place. And that's kind of really what I did at the beginning when we were trying to have Ava. But um, I went off into, as a fertility practitioner, like over the years, I had gone and done a bit of in-depth into fertility reflexology because my friend was trying to get pregnant and I was one day upstairs and I was doing a facial with her and I just said, oh my God, I'm going to find out as much as I can about fertility reflexology and I'm going to get you pregnant. Like, okay. obviously not the physical Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it worked out in the end, even though I have claimed, you know, my yeah. conception. Um, it worked out, thank God. But, um, so I suppose we're conscious of that as well. But for me, yeah, like that was the start. Like before we'd gotten married, like I had to sit my husband down and go like, look, this is the crack. Yeah. Like I have the savings account and I don't know what the story is and this is the path that I'm walking, uh-huh. you know, and yeah, I said, thank God it worked out in the end. But like my becoming a mother has been, I think we could be here for 18 hours. I know we could. Yeah. yeah yesterday was World Prematurity Day. Yes. And I'm very emotional. Um, I know. My eldest child was born at 32 weeks incubator um all that jazz in the NICU in Galway who are incredible at what they do but it was really like day by day hour by hour whether she was going to survive or not um oh like mad and when you look at her now she's a queen she's fabulous she's fabulous and she's so good but it was mad but you know what's even madder I had to do my income tax returns in the cubicle beside her in Skaboo and Castle Bar. I know. Because my waters went so early. It was the end of Christmas and like early January. And all of the P30s and everything were due. And I had to sit in with my 
computer my laptop in beside the incubator beside her and do all my my returns i know that's the side of like the entrepreneur self-employed life that mm. you you kind of you don't factor it in you don't think about it and but that's the reality mm. like that was your reality and like i know you've said stories before like i remember when i was working for two market and we had just built you a website and connor was born and I remember like that, you know, you were emailing me back. You were like, I'm sorry, I'm actually just in the hospital. I'm in labor at the moment. I can't I'll... even remember that. Yeah, like well, I had sent you an invoice, obviously unknown, yeah. you know, and you were like, I'll get that paid. Never paid I'm just... invoices. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just in labor at the minute. And I was like, what? Like, what? <laughs> who, who is this woman? Like, I've always nicknamed Neve the Joracell battery, even before we got into business together. She's just an absolute powerhouse. Um, but that is the side of being self-employed that, you know, that you don't take into consideration. Uh, but they're the types of things that you just do and that mm-hmm. you kind of have to do because nobody else is going to do no. your P30s just and everything for you. The taxman doesn't care if you Got to march on. Yeah. Nope. No, yeah, you just got to march on. And thank God, I think things are a bit more, you can do things online now. Yeah. You know, like Invoice to Go and all those kind of really good yeah. apps. Um, and like things are much more accepted digitally where yeah. it's like they just weren't accepted back then I was yeah. like where's your Excel sheet um, it's coming <laughs> the nurses in Skaboo were so good they were like making me cups of tea and bringing me in biscuits and stuff they were like you okay in there they felt so sorry I know I know as you would though like mm. but even I remember being pregnant just even when you talk about nurses and stuff and they are very understanding when I was eight months pregnant on both of my kids like obviously as a bridal makeup artist you commit yourself you know two years in advance to brides and on both of the pregnancies I ended up getting um, a really bad vomiting bug um, on both of them roughly around the same time and I remember having to be admitted into hospital to be put on an IV direct but I had bridal parties the following morning and I remember being in there and explaining once I came to and I was actually able to talk without vomiting and um, I was saying to the nurses they were putting the wristband on me and saying to me Hall you know you're going to be going home and I was like I like I can't stay here and they were like what do you mean you can't stay here I was like I have a bridal party in the morning and they were like Charlene they were like you are really severely dehydrated I was like well you may put two drips in the two arms I was like because I can't not be there tomorrow morning and I remember it, they actually sent a doctor in nearly to talk to me. They were like, this girl is, you know, whatever. But a nurse came in and I'm pretty sure they probably knew who I was or understood because you could just see the empathy in their face. They were, I was like, I'm a bridal makeup artist. Like this isn't just regular makeup, you know. I was like, I have promised this bride that I will show up tomorrow morning. And they did everything that they could for me. They came in, they were like, okay, we understand. And to be fair, thank God to them. And I arrived at that bride, the two bridal parties the following morning. They had no clue of what my 24 hours before that I came in. I was like, la, 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 just get straight down to business, went home and, you know, just got it done. But that is just the reality that, and that was my life as well, you know, that you have this commitment and you have to have this. And don't get me wrong, like if anything was severely, severely wrong, you know, you would have reconsidered to me, I was kind of probably first pregnancy a bit naive and being like, it's grand, it's just a bit of dehydration, not realizing really what the so consequences of yeah. dehydration could be. But like that, all I kept thinking about was, I can't let this bride down. I can't let them down. And I think that's probably one of the hopefully positive things that has come out of COVID and the pandemic in the past, you know, 18 months. Yeah. Is that we're more flexible in our thinking do you know and people have had to be more flexible and yeah. you know like you know 
that wasn't okay. No, it wasn't. <laughs> like, and you know, it was if, the naivety of what me at would the you time. say to a friend? If that was me now, looking back, like I would have mm-hmm. honestly, but it was, it was just to I me, know. especially first pregnancy. I know definitely for me, my two experiences, you know, and I think it is your first pregnancy. I don't know about everybody, but the first one, you're very naive going into it. You know, you, like for me, I. It was very surreal. I never had any emotional connection to actually being pregnant when I was pregnant the first time. It was just like I just had this growing bump in my belly. I didn't put the connection there or the emotional feelings there with it. You know, it was just kind of, yeah, 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 this is happening and, you know, whatever. So I think there was a lot of naivety there with me, obviously, that first time. Second time round, when it did happen again, I was obviously a bit more aware and kind of going, okay. But at the same time, I was like... And as I said, I'm pretty sure if the doctors had come in and said, Charlene, no, or like if I had been still in the state that I was when I first arrived in the hospital, but when the, the hydration drip and everything started kicking in, you know, I did, I was feeling back to myself again, but I definitely looking back, there could have been a solution. There would have been an answer. Mm. And I always say as a bridal makeup artist, it's a rare job. Like it is, you know, like when you commit yourself to that, it's not like, and especially as the makeup artist, it's like if you you know, like any other service or whatever as part of a wedding, you can kind of get somebody to kind of come in. But when you're the makeup artist, you know, and don't get me wrong, there's plenty of fabulous makeup artists that I could have recommended. But yeah, just at the well, time, I know, it just wasn't. responsibility. Yeah. It's someone, and I, as I said, I think pre kind of pandemic, you know, we would have been so heightened that it was yeah. the be all and all in the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that would have been a, a different kind of a concept yeah, for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it is like it is it's so important yeah um, but it's just yeah. mad like when you do think back I definitely would have mm. bitch slapped myself I'd say and said Charlene just but it was grand I got through it yeah, and it was fine but yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and it was but. actually at the end of the bridal party that my waters went oh um, my god yeah oh Jesus yeah. there you go I know it is mad the things that we tis do it is mad so Dave you have four children now four kids yeah all very different labours very different experiences very different very different yeah all four of them yeah first one emergency section 32 weeks then I had VBAC which is a sorry dad if you're listening vaginal birth after a c-section yeah. <laughs> then which was a kiwi and oh my god my pelvis was destroyed after it my leg oh my god I was bruised everywhere and then my third delivery was like heaven on earth my auntie had died and um all of my family were away and I was up in the church crying because my waters went on the Sunday and my literally as my aunt was being taken out and my mum has 11 brothers and sisters and my 11 there's 12 of them like there was 12 oh of them gosh. yeah and my aunt um, Mary was like a grandmother to us like she wouldn't she'd actually she's gonna haunt me this evening for saying grandmother <laughs> See but, now, this is like me saying that you're old. See now, you're after doing it. Yeah. So I hope she does come back and haunt you tonight now. Auntie Mary. But she was being taken out of the hospital, like in a hearse, um, when I was going in. Oh my God. To have Alana. Yeah. And all of my family were all together and I wasn't with anybody. And then no one was there to mind the kids. So Brendan had to stay at home with the kids. And um, anyway, it went in. I was in the church crying, the chapel in the hospital in Castle Bar crying that morning um because her funeral was on and the poor midwives were all coming up they're like you okay honey we'll mind you we'll mind you is everything yeah. all right and I was like I'm fine I'm fine 
And so I just kept on thinking in my head, okay, right. And I was ready, I was due to go for a section the next morning. Cause like, if you don't go now, you're gonna have to have a section in the morning. It's that night about 10 o'clock and I couldn't have been induced cause I had a section before. I remember all of this. Like, yeah. Cause you were much closer to me with yeah, Alana. And like, even sure we were getting deliveries in and I was organizing production and everything like that again in labor. Cause I was in the hospital. Sure, what else was I gonna be doing? Yeah. I'm hardly gonna be watching Netflix and relaxing for myself. Hardly. hardly. But um, I was just going, oh my God, please, Mary, oh my God, and nanny and granddad and everyone, my angels and everything. I was like, please send me a lovely midwife I want, just as chilled as it could be. And Kira Coleman arrived in, and Kira was this bright young um, midwife and just fabulous, fabulous girl. And she came in and she started talking to me and I was like, oh look, if I get upset now, I said, I'm on my own. I said, my husband will come like when it's coming closer to the time. I said, but we don't have anyone to mind. My aunt died today. If I'm all over the place, I'm really sorry. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. I was like, yeah, all my family are down in Ackland. And she was like, oh, right. And what was your aunt's name? And I was like, oh, Mary O'Malley. She goes, I was at that funeral today. Oh my God. Yeah, she's um, friends with my cousin. Like she was sent. Yeah. Like she sent heaven. Me. She sent me. Yeah, she sent her. She sent her to me. Yeah. Um, and it was absolutely glorious. And then Finn was a total S-H-I-T. <laughs> March 2020. Bing, bang, boom. Early 34 week or away she goes. Yeah. yeah. And then were we in lockdown at that stage? No. No, it was the week. Yeah, we were. We were in lockdown, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, we were. We were just in lockdown, I think, weren't yeah. we? So yeah. my water is when he was born on the 30th of March. We closed on the 17th of March. Yes. And like around Paddy's Day or the 15th. And um, yeah, I went, like I had to go up. I just wasn't feeling right. And I was like, I think I need the steroids for, yeah. my, for the baby's lungs. And they gave them to me on the Saturday. I went back up again on the Sunday. And then the Sunday night waters were gone. But like, you know, nobody got to meet Finn until he was three and a half weeks old. Including your home. husband. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that just is crazy. But that was the world. Like, yeah. now that we know, at the time, it was madness. Do you yeah. know? Well, you were just doing what you had to do. Yeah, of course you do. Yeah. And all you're doing is putting one foot in front of the other, I think. Yeah, no, do absolutely. You know? I know. It's mad, though. Like, just... When you do think back, I think, on it all. Like, when you're in it and you're just going through it all, you, you kind of... It's like a fight or flight, isn't it? Yeah. It's just... And everyone has a story. Yeah. Do you know everyone has a story? And I think that like I had the dramatic labory bit yeah, for some yeah. parts. But then I don't know. I think having the baby just doesn't I, I think becoming a mother is a bigger thing. Yeah. Than just ha- than having the baby. Like I was thinking about it last night going, you don't take go take a car out to drive without getting 12 driving lessons. Yeah. And then they're like, here's this human that you have to mind now. And you're like, sorry, but you're responsible for their body, mind, soul, spiritual development. Go you. And you're like, what? And come here, like in terms of like going from like, when you think of yourself after having Ava, which was obviously a very traumatizing time for you Mm -hmm. and you know, not the best start to becoming a mother. But like when you look at yourself over the period of like having the four children, like, you know, how do you see yourself as has changed? Like, or... I think becoming a mum was like coming home. Okay. For me. Right. You know, I always wanted kids. Right. Um, I think they really ground me. Like when I was younger, people would say, like mum would ask me, like, what do you want to be? And I'm like, oh, well, I just want children. That's all I know that okay. I want okay. is to be a mum. So that was a really devastating thing to hear when I was 19. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I post that thing about... Um, not been told that I had kids. I've also had two precancerous surgeries. Like let's, you know, when I was eighteen and twenty, I've told you that. No. Yes. It's like maybe I had you to- did. I'm one of these people now. My I've a head like a sieve. I yeah. don't. You could tell me you have cre- you've 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 committed a murder, and I'm like, oh, sound, yeah. And if it's not part of like, my day, hey, I'd be like, for a cup of tea. Yeah, I don't store. <laughs> 
like not irrelevant information but I don't store well, information not you. no yeah, yeah exactly I'm terrible but yeah. anyway. so no I was on like I had to be really minded okay. you know through all of the pregnancies anyways because you had to get your my story cer- is going to be so boring in comparison cervix. to yours no but I think you have a different <laughs> no I have a like messy in the middle very like, dramatic yeah like yeah. you talk of stitches I know like, you, you know, bring the drama with you bring the drama yeah <laughs> But I do think, though, in some ways, like, it's becoming a mother, yeah, feels different than just the birth, though. I think, you know, it felt like coming home in a way and quite grounding. But then at the same time, like, don't get me wrong. I think that with one, which is a big transition to two, that's a big transition. Yeah. But I think that you'll have days and I think it's accepting that you're going to have shit days, shit Mm. hours, days where you just want to get to bedtime. Yeah days where you'll go away from them all you want is to go away from them and then you're nearly crying at the thought of being away from them yeah and like we've both been there yeah and you know letting everything else come first then letting them come first then and I think I'm a really not like that I'm a controlling person but I do like plan like I like a plan you kind of are you're a little bit of a a little bit of a control freak you like a good routine yeah I do like a good routine you like a good routine we would always say and we respect one another completely but like we would always say we're both very different parents in one sense but we really give a lot to each other as well like we take nuggets from each other you know um in terms of learnings like I honestly would say my journey of becoming a mother like I don't think I would have been as calm a mother or as yeah definitely calm if I didn't have people like you you're definitely like number one person that like I I remember just you giving me like little nuggets of information and as much as like you know you would have given advice and stuff like that you can take the advice on board and you can say you know that sounds really good, but it's not for me or whatever. It just doesn't sound like something that would fit in with my life or whatever. But the little things, and it was always coming back to that self-care aspect. I remember you just always saying, now go for a nap, you know, and you love the naps. I do. You know, and it was all the little things. And I suppose you had two children, you know, when I was pregnant with Anna. So Mm -hmm. you had been through it and like navigating your way, you know, through your first baby for sure, you're going to be getting information from all different places and it's just about taking it all putting it into like a big bucket and then taking out the pieces that work for you you can try things if it doesn't work it doesn't work and whatever but you definitely were I just always remember just you giving just really solid advice that I still stick to to this day you know just and it was more so about looking after yourself as Mm -hmm. a person and remembering you know that in order to be the best mum or be the best version of you like things like you saying when you're pulling in from work, you know, and we've all been there and we've had the weeks and the days when we're really, really stressed out and it's been an absolute whirlwind and you come in and unfortunately sometimes your family gets the worst end of you, you know, you're so drained, but you saying things like, you know, you just have to take a few minutes, you know, or whether that's a half an hour in the middle of your day to kind of clear your head or like even the few minutes in the car before you walk in and really just clear your energy and be like, right, I'm starting afresh again now I'm walking in here. And just those little things, you know, and yeah. they, they still... When you're different hat yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It and it was funny, like, that came up again yesterday. I was doing um, a play therapy session um, okay. with Debbie. I can't even... That's awful. I can't remember her name. It's not, De- it's not like, Debbie O'Donnell. Is no, it? no, it's Connor. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, she's, she's a play therapist. She, I'll share you on Instagram. Um, yeah. But I did a play therapy course with her last night. She was online. Oh, Colin Ann. 
See you. Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Debbie Cullen and play therapy. She's yes. very good on yeah. social media. It was very actually good. good. She actually um, referenced the Ella and Joe. She's like, when I'm taking off, we were talking about sensory, like scent being a sensory element. Uh-huh. You feel um, like using your breath. And she's like, one of mine is my Ella and Joe melt down. I, I nearly fell through the floor. Aww. I was like, oh, that's so exciting. Yeah, but I think Laura, the glam shamrock, is the same. She had it when she was spraying it on herself. Um, in the lead up to her labour and she says now every time she sprays it like it's a real sensory thing for her it brings her back to a really happy place like oh, just the excitement or whatever really really nice yeah oh. um, so anyway go on about the play therapy you are just talking about sensory was it? yeah I don't even remember the same <laughs> that's just mom life right? But your brain just I, goes bleh. I too, as most people will probably know, um, and I had, I think by the time I was pregnant on my second I'm one of those situations I practically had Irish twins there's 14 months between both of mine I'm we probably... have to tell your magpie story. Oh yes, we will. Um, so yeah, my magpie story, I'll tell it now because we'll forget to tell it. So I was pregnant with Charlie. I was only six weeks pregnant and Anna was only five, maybe six months max mm. at this stage. We were on our way down to the Gok Wan event with Danielle Mahan and we were we had Anella and Joe stand there and Neve had just had Alana. Alana. Um, so that just goes to show you April. Yeah, so I was probably, yeah, about six or seven weeks pregnant and... Um, we were on the way down. Sheila, um, Neve's mum, was in the back of the car. Neve was driving. I was in the in the passenger seat. And the next thing we saw, four magpies um, flying across. And she was like, oh, she was like, four magpies. Who's pregnant? You know, for I a said, boy. I said, someone in this car is pregnant with a, they're pregnant with a boy. Yeah. And <laughs> the next thing, Sheila was like, well, it's not me. And Neve was like, it's definitely not me. Like, only six weeks after having another baby. And there was me like, no, not me. You know, like, pretending... <laughs> hadn't planned on telling anybody and the next thing then we were having a conversation down there and she was like so what are you thinking you know would you like more or whatever and I just I can't lie so I just was like Neve I'm six weeks pregnant and she was like oh my god and like the funny thing was that it ended up actually being a boy and I was fully convinced throughout my whole pregnancy that Charlie was going to be a girl I was like no the magpies told us yeah the magpies the told magpies us. came to me when I was pregnant with Ava as well I was coming down from Laos that was the first time they came and they flew past, three magpies flew past me and I literally was in the car and the pregnancy tests were negative, negative, negative. You know, like my first baby, I was trying and trying and negative, negative and I was like driving down the road. Next thing, the three magpies flew past and I was like, oh my God, I'm pregnant and I'm pregnant with a girl. Oh my God. That was the first magpie story. Did I not tell you that? No. Yeah. See, we don't really get a lot of time to talk to each other as you can see. <laughs> it's all business. But when do you ever get to think back on I those know, memories? yeah, but this is why I was like, even mm. the last last week whenever we were recording, like I was like, oh my God, like this is just so lovely. I was like, I feel like we're really going to learn a lot about one another. Mm. But my As long as we don't story, start talking about stitches. Yeah. yeah, no, we won't. <laughs> we won't go down that route. I actually, funnily, I was very different. I always knew I wanted children, but when the time came when we were married, my husband was always dying to have kids. Do you know, he was like, it's the one thing, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we'd had conversations very early in our relationship. We knew both of us wanted children. But at the time I was like, I was 26 when I got married and I was kind of like, I've loads of time. I was like, you know, I'm just going to chill out, you know, for a little while, enjoy life. You know, I just kind of really started growing in the business and whatever. And the thoughts of getting pregnant like freaked me. I was like, no, 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 no. And then I, 
I came off the pill after our wedding and whatever else and I was kind of like look you know nearly kind of subconsciously prepping myself for this so it actually took I actually started going to need for reflexology and like nothing was happening even though we actively weren't trying but nothing was happening and I went to need just for some reflexology just kind of again a little bit more of like stress-free kind of calming myself down because I was obviously like a tornado I was just round and round we were building the house we were still six months after getting married we were building the house and now I look back and say to myself my body and mind wasn't ready to get pregnant we were just so busy it was it was you a turbulent time hamster, hamster wheel like yeah you're just flying so it was a year nearly a year, it was actually three days after my birthday um which is the 19th of june so it was three weeks after our first wedding anniversary that i found out that i was pregnant so we were a year like i suppose obviously subconsciously trying for a baby um but i felt it in your feet you did or you, you did. said it to me <laughs> in a reflexology session and i didn't know i was pregnant at this stage and I was on the bed and she says to me, um, are you really, are, are you really hormonal at the moment? And I was like, no. And like so thinking the period. She was like, there's something different in your skin. She's like, you're really oily. She's like, you've oily skin. I was like, I do not have oily skin. And this was an argument like that was going on. She kept saying, you've oily skin, you've oily skin. I was like, I do not have oily skin. I'm the polar opposite. And that day she said to me about the oiliness in the skin, I still didn't put two and two together, but there was obviously something subconsciously in my head that, I can't even remember how it came about that I ended up taking the pregnancy test, whether I was late or whatever, but took the pregnancy test. And then the first, one of the first things that came into my head was, Neve said to me only like a week ago, like, you're really oily in your skin. And I said it to her when I told her that I was pregnant. She was just like, oh, that's brilliant. I was like, you knew. And she was like, yeah, I did. She was like, but I couldn't say anything. You know, obviously from just feeling my feet and whatever. And, you know, she explained the whole thing. Like, you wouldn't ever turn around to somebody. It could no, just be yeah. somebody could miss a period yeah, yeah. or kind of whatever. But it was mad. And, yeah, I definitely wasn't, as much as I was overjoyed, it was kind of one of those things, even though you're expecting it to happen because you're obviously not being safe or kind of whatever. But it was a big shock. It definitely was a big shock. And as I said earlier, like, it was very surreal in terms of my whole pregnancy. and never felt like oh this baby is actually coming mm-hmm. and I think that resonates with a lot oh, a lot of like, people that happened to me in some of the pregnancies as well like, okay. you know where and I think I don't know whether it's a protection thing Maybe. like in your head where you're kind of going until the baby is in your arms yeah do you know and even still even I think for months after having Anna like it definitely was still very surreal it was still very like it was actually tower after we were at the local enterprise office remember the the business night you know the networking event night mm-hmm. and i remember tara coming up and we were having a conversation and of course i was quite heavily pregnant so people were obviously always talking about getting pregnant and babies and blah blah, blah. and you know she she was the one person that turned around and said charlene you know don't be alarmed if after you have this baby you don't get that Disney rush of love and this overwhelming, you know, whatever. And I was so grateful to her that she had that conversation because I just automatically, like the movies, thought this baby will come into your arms and you'd be like, oh my God, like birds flying in from the window, like Cinderella. And I didn't. And I loved her, obviously. And I was, you know, whatever. But it never felt real, I think, until she was probably about five months old. I remember the day... I actually remember the day that I just looked at her and I got that, you know, that feeling of that feeling from your stomach right up to your throat of like, I love you. Like, and I remember just looking at her and like, I didn't make a big deal about it at the time. And I was very gentle with myself after having her. It wasn't like I was, I don't like you or I don't love you. I knew I loved her, but I didn't get that rush. Like, do you know that everybody kind of talks about? And I was very similer kind of in a sense, Neve. Now this wasn't Neve's fault, 
because Neve oh did God, try to take things off saying? me. No, that oh, we, yeah. we had just started Ella and Joe and oh, we yeah. were dispatching everything from my house. Oh, we were dispatching yeah. everything from the front oh, room. Oh my God. Charlene being Charlene, just, you know. She wouldn't let I, me. I, I can manage like, everything. This is your first baby. I was like, please, 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 please. Yeah. I'm coming out to get the printer. No, no, no you're not. No, yeah. no. I was no, like, I'm not. Anna was due on the 4th of January and she came on Christmas Day. Um, yes, bright and early on Christmas Day. I didn't get any Christmas dinner. But from, obviously, I think everything reopened again on the 7th of January. I, I think I remember it was the 7th of January and I was back in the front room, like, dispatching. Now, that was that was my own fault. I was happy to do it. And my hubby was off with me because he had paternity leave and whatever. So he was giving me a hand and blah, blah. And I was just thriving off it. But I think first baby, all I had in life to compare to was my life before I had her and I was constantly mm. trying to continue to live that life you know I was thinking taking on all the jobs yeah. and I just want to know yes. if my mum and dad are listening to this I wouldn't have been able to have done it if it wasn't for my mum and dad like mm. I genuinely wouldn't have been able I was back doing a wedding I think Anna was seven weeks old I think yeah. when I was Ava back doing was a wedding five or six weeks and like that's not something yeah. I wear with no. a badge of honour no. it definitely no. is not yeah. something I wear and I'm no. proud of um, but at the time I felt like that was my only option you know I felt healthy enough and well, good I enough to be able to do it I don't know if it's the only option I just think that sometimes we put a lot on ourselves we do. and we don't like if you're a very driven person or if you're a person who is the dynamic of you're the one that is a doer right yeah, yeah. you just keep on going and you yeah. keep on doing it. I'm like neither of us like one of my friends had a gorgeous girl Rena when we were in our 20s and but none of my other friends like had babies no yeah. one had kids I'm the same. Were the same I had nobody yeah. so like we were just it was just kind of like okay then and like my mum was working full time my dad was around but like that was it like yeah. everyone was gone back and I think I don't know and like none of your friends were off at the same time no. so it was a, it's a big adjustment because you're kind of there's a balance between oh yeah okay I don't have a lot of time because I have to mind this human but then at the same time having vast amount of yeah, time yeah. and when you're not that good or when you've never been used of like when your life is like a rocket train yeah. and you're going 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 all the time to suddenly being like stop yeah it's, it's a big adjustment it's a big adjustment and yeah. I it's only now COVID has taught me and I'm so grateful in one way like COVID did a lot of positives for me it taught me to slow down and I actually love me I love my balance of life now that you know COVID taught me how to slow down I thought being busy really made me so happy I thought that was my pursuit of happiness nearly was to be busy all the time and you know whatever juggling everything and it wasn't until I actually how was forced almost to slow down yeah. you know and as much as we were busier than ever throughout COVID but there was a different dynamic in terms of the work-life balance and I feel Ella and Joe has brought us a much better, better level yeah. of you know work-life as well but um but definitely I think after having the two it was very different I was more aware after having Charlie kind of in terms of work-life and Charlie hit me now like well, a train was, yeah a completely different adjustment and he, I knew that was yeah. going to happen mm. because with the second like you you went straight and stuff with Anna and even I knew like after Connor going to two it is a big yeah, jump a big yeah. jump and don't be scared now if you've got one and no, you're pregnant yeah. two but it's just an, it's a big adjustment I think though yeah. knowledge is key and yeah. definitely like I wouldn't be one to tell people to go into things blind I, I definitely would always say as much as sometimes you might hear kind of like a, a little bit of information and it might freak you but like no don't because it is it's totally manageable but as long as you go into it knowing that 
you're not the only one that feels these things, mm. that thinks these things. I can be guaranteed I have so many deep level conversations with people through Instagram. And I often say like Instagram for me and a lot of the women that I speak with, it's easier sometimes to talk to a stranger and tell yeah, them how you're feeling. Because yeah. sometimes you might turn around and say, I can't do this. This is really, really bloody hard. Yeah. Or I'm really nervous. And see, once you actually have it out, it's like, you know, once you have the words spoken, all of a sudden a weight is just lifted off. Yeah. But and I do think like, you know, manage your expectations. Yes. And I think that definitely. And reduce your and, expectations yeah. of yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Just even keeping everyone alive is a job in itself. Yeah. And I think for a long time and like try and just, you know, as much as you can, like, Dad was diagnosed with cancer when Connor was six weeks old. Yeah. And he had to have his stomach removed and his spleen removed. We extended. We were extending into a building next door. Like, it was bananas. Like, yeah. I, if I didn't have a breakdown then, yeah. I don't know. Like, I had to back off from everything. Yeah. I stepped in. And you were quite similar, I think, after Charlie. Yeah. Like, I stepped forward into work. Yeah. And then I had to come straight back yeah. out again. I just yeah. wasn't ready. I was the same. I yeah. wasn't ready either. It was a big adjustment. And Charlie was a brilliant baby, thank God. Both my, my kids were. They were brilliant as newborns. You know, they, they did the regular things as they do like you're wrecked and whatever else but they were very good now I have they to say they were very lucky woman very and I honestly I keep saying it but my mum and my dad were my spinal cord if I didn't have them they came into me every single day like when Michal was gone to work and my husband was fantastic as well thank god do you know what I mean but, yeah, but it's all well and good when you get up and walk yeah, out of work yeah but they go back to work two weeks after yeah. you have the baby yeah. they're gone five days out yeah. of the week you know and whatever and all of a sudden you're like, like how, was your, how was your warm tea was that nice I'm sure people how was your lunch break and going to the toilet on your own just being like was it nice sitting at them walking did in you the have morning? a nice sleep did you <laughs> <laughs> ready to put the pillow it's over the face it's so true it is so true absolutely it's like did you enjoy your peace and quiet in the car on the way home for the first five minutes um, but yeah definitely like them coming in and checking in on me was very very lucky and I was very open to vulnerability I was not afraid to cry in front of people and say this is really hard and some people will like they'll know even through social media I did not like hide any of I showed the good the bad the ugly people will probably remember the day that I showed I was covered in vomit like covered in milk you know all over my t-shirt the two were crying I was shaking one like this and I was just like if this is ever an ad never mind Jorix this is contraception right here you know and I was showing the two <laughs> children one on the floor having a tantrum one with the milk all over me and the amount of messages and people still to this day like message and say I'll never forget that because you made everything seem normal like you know you didn't make it was kind of like and it wasn't intentional that I was doing it it was just like this is the type of shit I'd like to see but you, you know, know something I think as well it's not apologising if no. someone walks in your door when you've yeah. got small kids and like the house is a kip and yeah. like there's vomit on one side and there's porridge somewhere else and there's yeah. I don't know what else somewhere else so what? Like, I never yeah. cared about that now I, I never ever did I was never bothered like if you walk into my house and even if you do give me a text before you come I ain't cleaning for no one it's like you know <laughs> I do be cleaning. He's your me Mary Poppins. He is. He's my Mary Poppins. But definitely for me, becoming a mum and obviously being a working mum, some things, and there's some nuggets of advice that I probably can give is definitely keep a diary and pencil out something in your week that's just purely for you. And it's not doing the grocery shopping. It's not, you know, like something that you really thoroughly enjoy. So for me, it's booking in for my weekly blow dry. I have done it since I had Anna. It's one hour, 45 minutes even max. Um, that I, I make sure that I do for myself because that brings me so much joy and yeah. enjoyment 
and then definitely have a little look especially in the early days or when you know you've got your busy weeks um it was Neve who actually got me onto this it was ordering in like the ready-made dinners from there's lots of amazing Irish companies out there that are doing them there's Be at home that do the real traditional roast dinners if your hobby is into the meat veg all potato and whatever but then there's loads of other companies like clean cut meals gourmet fuel and there's even some lovely local companies I know in Ballina the post house have started doing mm-hmm. meals and um, there's Mountain View catering there's loads of them if you just google them online order them in and just make life easy on yourself it's one less task for you to do and if anybody is listening that doesn't have children and you're thinking about a present to buy a new mum go on to the likes of eto.ie and gourmet fuel clean cut meals buy them a voucher they do vouchers for family packs and whatever i buy them for every new parent and um, they're just like it's so they're so grateful and then laundry do not be afraid to go to the laundrette and just drop the bloody bag off. Who cares? Like I have often dropped off four bags of laundry because I just, it got on top of me. And I'm not one bit mortified. I'm just kind of like, do you know what? They have a folded, sent back. I might have to pay 60 euro for the four bags, but you know what? That 60 euro to me is money well spent. And it's less arguments in the house because that would be the one thing myself and Michal would probably argue over, do you know, is the laundry in the house. And then like that, what's for dinner tonight? Do you know, it's like, there's a fucking dinner in the fridge there now. Off oh, you pick go. yourself. Stick it in the microphone. Or microphone, the microwave. Um, but yeah, just they're my kind of three things. Definitely take time out for yourself in your week um, and make it a non-negotiable. You need to call this your non-negotiable. So yours is your blow dry. Mine my blow is getting dry. my reflexology. Or See, I do love similar. my reflexology as yeah, well. Um, but like I, at the after each of the kids, I would book my appointments because yeah. if I don't book it, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. And then I yeah. think it's a good habit to get into for yeah. yourself. Because like even like and if you're not in the position to do that, even five or ten minutes on your own, sitting in the car on your own, yeah, like whatever you can do. I've yeah. often gone, got a cup of tea and a magazine, yeah. and sat in the car, um, and literally had me a little cup of tea. Yeah. Read See, I'm not magazine. afraid to be alone. I'm not afraid to go for lunch on my own. Yeah. I think a lot of people can be quite nervous about it, like just well, going into a ca- in the car, like sitting in the car whatever. and just getting a takeaway tea yeah. or a coffee and just yeah, or there. getting your lunch like that. You know, there's so many places that are doing takeaway lunches yeah. that weren't doing them before. Yeah, and I think you can sit down and eat your fed. It's one extra job done. Yeah. you know, the jar eaten and that you're getting that bit. Of, it's headspace. It's off your phone. It's just yeah. taking that little bit of headspace. Yeah. Um, and like that for me is a big thing now that the kids are older yeah it's different you find different my, things oh, that make you happy different, you know? definitely yeah, yeah. like I for me it would be my bits would be being organised like with dinners I don't get as many of the, the ready meals anymore but if I'm doing a dinner I do a two day dinner right and that it's there prepped yeah. beforehand and maybe a soup and it's done but I just do everything in one fell swoop yeah. and then yeah. it's done and it's sitting there see you're at the stage now yeah where like the Uniforms, kids lunches, yeah, 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 yeah all yeah, that kind so of stuff and I do as much I'll as be there next year before. that'll yeah. be me <laughs> I know all I can be waiting for the moments. I'm like, did you make the lunches yet? Did you I do them tonight? I yeah. know, yeah. So the night before, I try and have as much as I can. Yeah, I really sat down again, probably a session with Tower after or somebody similar, and thinking about what makes me stressed or yeah. when or what point of the day do I get stressed or when do I not like how I feel? And it yeah. used to be the morning time, shoving everyone into the car and getting everything ready. So I get up earlier now. Now, some mornings I do get up at five, but that's only because if I have work to do before I get to the kids yeah. to get organised. Once you get the first morning done, it sounds, you know, like mad, 
But like the headspace is, head is unbelievable. Yeah, you've done that. Now. I've done that a few times. I've got yeah. up and the head plan. They have a thirty day um, mini meditation. They're like three mm. minute meditations and like that. You just go down, sit, have your quiet cup of tea. It's it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's it actually, is. I have to say, early in the morning is fabulous. So energetic, yeah. like it's amazing. And like I think if you've got an overwhelming amount of things on your plate, mm. it's a lovely way to get that. Get it's really trying to reduce down that list, that the, list. the tabs that are yeah. open in your brain. Yeah. So for me, the sacrifice inverted commas of like going to bed earlier like throwing off the phone going to bed earlier getting up early and getting those chunks of work done it's like decluttering your house it is the way you're going to feel afterwards and I think something to really point out that was very you really look forward to that bedtime and those few hours but you have to think how can I best use those few hours you're kind of nearly resentful thinking I have to go to bed at half eight nine o'clock or whatever because I'm going to get up at five and whatever it's not forever no and it's not it's every day only yeah. for a short period Chunks. of time it might just be yeah. for a week two weeks till yeah. you get your energy back again so it's not unachievable or even to throw some of the stuff off the to-do list yeah. you know we all have those things that are sitting on the list for yeah. so long yeah and like if you're able to get up and get those emails sent or get the stuff booked yeah. Yeah. get things ordered yeah. get things organized like it's that's it's like a declutter for your brain yeah absolutely so like you're always kind of and I know it might sound like monstrous sometimes when it's in your head but like that as Neve said like even just to take a minute kind of you know and sit down write down as Neve said like where are those moments in your day where you just don't like how you're acting like like that in the morning time or it could be the bedtime routine whatever it might be and figure out like okay what can I do for myself to try and make this a little bit easier yeah um, make yourself I, more organized or whatever yeah. else it might be like I think even with four kids in the house we have to have certain sections for everything like yeah. things have to go in a certain place yeah and that's where they're returned to yeah. and that's just the only way to work it she's yeah. looking at me going yeah 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 i'm just yeah. like looking at you you're morphing into me yeah you're just morphing <laughs> into me he's always see the word routine i'm allergic to it he'd be sometimes saying or what's his word is it routine yeah we need to get like some sort of a routine and straight away I, I've, I've done a lot of work on it now with Tara as well because I'm like why do I all of a sudden as soon as somebody tries to control me do you know or like control yeah. a situation my back just goes eh mm. no allergic and I really had to figure that out but I wonder is it like the is it the reaction to the routine because you're a free spirit yeah, and you're yeah like, oh, that's yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. what it is I'm yeah. such a free spirit and I get stuff done but I get it done in my own way yeah. Yeah. own time and I think my mum is very like that as well and my dad like they're very chilled out people now yeah. mum would often say she wasn't always like that but maybe dad kind of or having kids or whatever way through life she just says oh you know like when she talks to me about cleaning and stuff like that like you know obviously you clean she's like life is too short she's like you know don't be spending your one day off out of the week bloody cleaning your house from top to bottom we or... see it's the opposite in our house where mum used every Saturday so like yeah. you couldn't go and do anything else until the house is clean on a Saturday so I will by hell or high water not clean the house on a Saturday yeah. I do my bits as I'm going throughout the week okay. so that on a Saturday like I can do what I want and I chill out mum was a stay at home mum with us so she kind of always says like, if you just clean as you go do you know everything like me all of you listening to this you'd be like Shireen clean as you go I'm like it's an organized it's like a tornado I'm like an organized mess I know but like it's all clean and whatever else oh and by the way just even on the note of cleaning I have a cleaner as well that comes in once a week you know and I whatever you have to do whatever to you have to do yeah. and like I have great support as well you know mum was was working for the first pregnancy for when Ava but like she's been incredible and I have great support at home as well yeah, yeah. you know we both have great um, childminders or, yeah, know, yeah, 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 yeah but I think as well you know it's funny that you mentioned about getting your back up with the way 
you know, it was nearly like the inference was put to you. We need to get some kind of a routine out there in the ether going, no, what you're saying to me is you want me to get to make our routine. Yeah. And like we, that happens in our house as well. Where it's yeah. like, oh, we really need to be more X. And I'm like, what do you mean? What do you want me to do? What do you mean you want me to do something else? And yeah. You know, it's, it's a defense mechanism. You're yeah. just like, it's kind of, it, you know, it does come back to the, how does, how did that statement make you feel? And I was like, like I'm not good enough. Yeah. Like it's what I'm doing, yeah. but it wasn't like that at all. Michal, he would have sat and he would have said, cause I would have, it would have automatically, he said, you're like a bull to a red flag. And I'm like, yes I am. And you mean all a of a red sudden, flag to a bull. Oh, is that yes. what it is? Oh yeah. A red flag to a bull. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah, like I would have, an argument would have came out of him and he would have, but that happens in so many houses and it is about you don't think that I'm doing a good enough job yeah and he would have actually but what he would have been trying to do is he would have eventually when I the smoke starts stops coming out of my ears he would have been like I'm only saying this because I don't want to see you on your Sunday afternoon standing at the kitchen table and folding all the clothes from the laundry he's like I'm trying to do this for us so that we can have more quality time together and I'm just like deep down that enjoy he's, your deep freeze dinner that he's right <laughs> <laughs> and your cold side of the bed yeah. yeah but it is and I know that he was right but yeah you just sometimes have to sit and really reflect and look on yourself and kind of be like right okay you know sometimes as much as it can be hard to admit it sometimes you know that yeah this would be for the greater good or whatever but it's just about sitting down and you know having open communication and really just kind of saying I'm struggling here this week, you know, or whatever yeah. else. And I would say that to Michal, instead of me just blowing off the handle like I would have before, without even telling him, you know, how stressed out I was already feeling. And then he just would have got the worst of me. It was like the yeah. balloon just popped right in front of him. And that wasn't good for our relationship. So now we just, we literally, I'm literally like, I need help this week or, yeah. you know, I need to do this or, and as I said earlier about the laundry, that doesn't happen every week. It happens on the weeks when I've let everything fall by the wayside. You know, it's the bottom of the pile. Excuse the well, pun. Well, I but. think though as well, what can happen sometimes and it happens to everyone. I definitely feel there's that bit of that in the air at the moment because we're opening up to stuff. Mm. Like that we're saying yes to a lot of things. Yeah. And if you're saying yes to all those things, what are you saying no to? Yeah. You know, and if, you're if you like being organized or you like the house being fairly mm. steady and you're doing all the extra things it has to come from somewhere yeah do you know what I mean and I think it is yeah. as I said it's about flagging that going look this is a really busy I'm week. just grateful my husband is the cleaner in the house he's absolutely brilliant he merchandises he's a retail manager he merchandises Me the all clean, cover, clean my house cover. Whenever you want. he is brilliant now I have to say I'm buried and see when it's all done I'm delighted with life for a few weeks and whatever and then it's just the tornado comes again and you know life just happens and I don't make myself feel bad about it I'm just like yes it might annoy me but then when I actually have the spare time or the free time I'm kind of like right okay take one job at a time like during COVID it wasn't even like I know loads of people were doing the 30 day thing like we'll take one job a day that to me now was an absolute head wreck where I was like one job a week it was like right I'm going to take the kids wardrobes this week and then for you know two or three hours next week I'll do you know whatever and you kind of write out a list of tasks that you feel like that that drawer that I know needs cleaned out it has the children's art in it from two years ago do you know blah 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 and it's wait just about, until they get to school oh Jesus I know I know I, I'm terrible I'm definitely very nostalgic like I love so my, my mother has copies from like when I was in junior infants oh. she took down stuff the last day my for... mum wasn't she threw everything out oh no like everything is kept yeah. and like all of my she'll be murdering me here and she'll be like she kept something mom takes it down and she'll be like oh look and she's handed off in 
pristine condition. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Now I'm not that good. Like I don't hold on to, like I, I actually have said that I'm going to buy like more organized things and put their things in. But like the first time that Anna like mixed blue and red and it made purple, I was Aww. like, ah, that's amazing. Oh my God, the was here. But it is just, um, I'm very chilled, very relaxed about being a mum. Like I'm just kind of like, ah, yeah, like we'll all be grand. And I think it was kind of different for me in that in a way at the beginning I felt like well I, I do I like the structure myself but yeah. also I knew I had to get work done yeah so I had to have the kids in a routine yeah so and that's, that that's what works for it. you do you know and yeah. that's what I said earlier different like strokes, we absolutely yeah. like I always say one woman's normal is another woman's nightmare yeah and you just always have to do what's right for you and like yeah. when you do make that decision on what's best for you and your family and your 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 family unit you need to own it like you need to say this is my decision yeah. and this is what the way that things work for me so that yeah. when you are out in conversations with people and you might have the odd person that will start saying oh would you not do it this way and blah blah, blah. you can just confidently like turn around and be like this is the way that I do it, it and us. this is what works for us yeah. and like don't feel one bit bad or get and it will change you'll have your your systems and whatever in place for a couple of months and then it might change again and you know whatever and it's just about being open to remembering that everything is changeable and just to be so easy on yourself I think that's you know just oh, top 100%. advice just please just the amount of women I see and hear from that are so hard on themselves like and I'm like please like just where is this expectation coming from and most of the time it's, it's really ourselves. coming from ourselves yeah. it's not coming from external it's no. actually coming from us and this again back to the Disney movie and whatever so please just yeah, just go easy on yourself. You're like doing that, the best that you can. A hundred percent. If there's ever feelings that come up like that or thoughts that come up where you are thinking, oh God, I'm not doing this. Write out, yeah. you know. Write all, it out. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All the stuff that you do do. Yeah. All the things, you know, yeah. what you're feeling. like all. And I think when you do look back and you reflect yeah. on all the positives, it really helps to bring everything kind of into focus as well. Yeah. And I think becoming a mum is as an evolution and it I think is. it changes, changes all the time all the time and I think you had kind of and like kind of to end the podcast but like or to end this episode you reflected on it earlier about how you expected to be the same person that yeah. you were yeah and to live that same life and like there's definitely that pull and drag at the beginning where mm-hmm. you're like oh my god no I still want to go on the nights out I still want to go and do la 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 whatever and it's everyone's individual thing to yeah. pick what they would like to carry through yeah. and what they would like to revisit and who they want to be. But you also have an amazing opportunity to create who you want to be yeah. as well yeah. and who you are as a person and what yeah. values you want to bring into the world and what values you want to bring to your children. Well, that's it. I think you look at them and you 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 learn your you instill your actual core values kind of into your children. Well, then it's the, really the biggest and the best yeah. legacy you're ever going to leave. Yeah. Do you know and how they treat people in the world? Yeah. Do you know and like that's not to say if your child is a brat that like. <laughs> <laughs> you did a crap job. You have them days too. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's just I think that it it gives you a chance to rewrite your piece yeah. and to revisit yourself and kind of restart again. And instead of resisting it, flow with it. Just flow. And like yeah. sit down and you know do do a bit of journaling. Yeah, and yeah. thank your own mammy if she's still with you and if yeah. she's not even talk up to the sky to her and whatever and just. <gasps> To my mammy, just thank you because it's worth it. Thank you. And you know something? I have to tell you something so amazing. Okay. Did you know that your fingerprints are marks from when you were inside your mother's womb? What? David Attenborough said that on a documentary. I haven't oh Google checked it. But yeah, your the, the marks, they're pressure marks 
from your fingers wow. from inside your mother's womb. So oh you have a God. piece. So of you your are mommy always a piece. Of my mama. Well, anybody that knows my mommy knows that literally I am just her carbon double. Dolly Rocker. But just to thank all the mammies, you are doing an absolutely fantastic, yes, fantastic and the mammies job. Mammies who are yet to become mammies, yes. and the daddies who act like mammies, and you know who everybody in between. You have to look at everybody. everybody. Yeah. I know. Just you're doing brilliant, and uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Yeah. It was that was really lovely. Yeah, it was lovely. I, that was like as you said. Therapy. therapy where do I leave the money <laughs> what do I write the uh, in to? my back pocket <laughs> thank you so much and we will tune back in with you next week goodbye thank you for joining us on this week's podcast if you enjoyed please subscribe and leave a review and if you didn't please say and do nothing <laughs> We can't wait to hear your feedback, which you can send us on Instagram or email us at chat at shbh.ie. Have a lovely day.